Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. So I told y'all in the last one that I was having some dope conversations yesterday. And uh, when I was getting my hair done, y'all see it. I get my hair done by Coco the Cure. Go follow her on Instagram. If you're in Dallas, like, and you got locks, she gonna hook you up. Every time I leave there, like... I just leave feeling like a whole better person, <laughs> which is what this uh, episode is about. She asked me a question yesterday and she was like, you know, what made you start your self-care journey? And she was talking about specifically because I was kind of just in conversation talking about, you know, the different services that I get and go pay for you all who have been watching know that I just got a chemical pill about two weeks ago, I'm going for my follow-up, which I'll show y'all the results on Sunday. But this is the first time I'm wearing makeup, if you're on YouTube watching me, since I got my chemical peel. And it's just a total difference with even how I roll on. Now, word to my foundation, too. But, you know, I'm, I'm pleased. Because <laughs> I've been wearing no makeup and people have just been complimenting me on my skin. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> But I uh, I thought that question was interesting because I've touched on it a little bit before, like just, you know, kind of in interim because I talk about things as like I'm doing it or as I'm coming to it. So I made that episode when I first started the chemical peel a couple of weeks ago, showing y'all the results. You know, I was just talking about how I found my esthetician and the values that she has and the process of going through that. But I thought that question was interesting yesterday because I was trying to reflect, too, on like what what did start me on this? And we talked about it. But then as I was on the car, I further contemplated that question because I was like, man, what did start me on? Like really wanting to invest in different areas of like what I would deem as self-care, whether it's getting my nails done, getting my hair done you know, uh, get my facials. Like those are my main three things for other people. It may be getting massages, uh, for other people. It may be, you know, going to a spa or things like that. Like certain people need different things for self care, but mainly we were kind of talking about those things, those services that you may go pay for, go seek out as far as self care, not just kind of sitting at home and, you know, getting tea with those things are self-care too. Cause part of my self-care routine that has to deal with home is like, I like stuff clean. So I always have a day within the week where I deep clean. Uh, I also enjoy my house smelling good. Now I haven't bought a whole lot of candles. Um, I need to refill those, but they really don't want candles here. I, I burn them anyway. Don't tell on me. Uh, but I don't burn them a lot because of that rule. I'm like, why they got that rule in these apartments? Uh, I've never had that, but you know, when you see them fires, you realize why. But what I do, and I got this from my best friend's sister, stepmom. She, you know, these plugins that go in the wall. I have those kind of like in every area of my apartment. So I have two here in my room. I have one in the bathroom because I don't have that many plugs. I probably have like two in the living room and two in my kitchen, but my kitchen and my living room are kind of open. But when you walk into my apartment, you know, if it was just one, it'll be like incognito. But because there are multiple around, they're all the same scent. Like when you walk into my apartment, like 
it smells really good so i don't need to always burn a candle i just like fire but it always has a fresh scent in here the scent that i want from the plugins to me that's self-care and buying those things aren't cheap <laughs> like i have two that are from bath and body works if you shop there for the scents like i bought two and i'm like why are these 17 dollars? i might as well have got the five and spent 25 but i was just like I'm going to leave it alone, but the other ones I get from Target, and they're just the Glade ones. I think they're Glade, and I have about five of those, and then they sell them in the pack, the refills in a pack of five for $10. So, like, I got two from Bath & Body Works because their scents are, like, super strong, too, and I have the other four or five from Target to kind of balance out because I'm like, if I got to pay five from Bath & Body Works... Them mugs going to get filled once a quarter. <laughs> but anyways, I further was thinking about this question because we were talking about, uh, she was asking me about my podcast, but also she, I, I went in, she asked me about like, how did, you know, what do you think your purpose is in doing this? What do you hope it grows to? And I was just talking about, you know, I just hope women feel either affirmed or they have like an aha moment. Because I'm really only talking from my experience, talking about things that I'm thinking about. And this may be a conversation you'll have with your girlfriend, with yourself, or you just feel affirmed when you listen to it. Like you stop shaming yourself or whatnot. And she was like, that's cool that you say that because I felt affirmed, you know, when you were talking about the things that you pay for for self-care and the services that you're willing to pay for. Because I've really been considering having a budget like I need more massages. And I'm like, girl, yes, you up here doing hair scrunched over. You definitely need them massages. But it was just amazing that from the conversation here she is like, dang, why am I shaming myself in this area? You know, and I and we as women, we do that. We as women, we like. We suffer alone. I wouldn't call it suffering, but sometimes we suffer alone just not understanding that we have a right to to indulge in these other areas. And it's not a bad thing. Like, I struggle with buying new clothes for myself and buying new shoes. Like, I think I bought probably like two pair of new shoes in the past two months. And that's really, really new for me. That's really, really new. And I don't know if I'll buy another pair of shoes in a while, even though I need to because the shoes I got, like I need to wear them to work and whatnot. But that's like, that's a struggle. And I don't know why, like some girls, they'll shopping is they thing, but it's like, I'm so stingy in that area. And for a long time, you know, I went about like, just love me for me, you know, I got natural beauty and all of that. And that's cool. Like, all of that's cool. You know, I'm not saying you need to wear a bunch of makeup because I don't. I wear, like, the bare basics. But I just didn't put a whole lot of effort into my appearance um, for whatever reason. Like, I just kind of went dull on that unless I was really going out. But from day to day, I just, you know, didn't put a whole lot of effort in. And that's not something my mom taught me. Like, my mom always got dressed for work. Of course, I always knew what being clean was. Take two showers a day, three if it's super hot and necessary. You know, uh, my mom what, mama loves makeup, so she get dolled up for church. She get dolled up for work. Like, so she didn't teach me to just walk around any kind of way. 
Um, but those are just choices I just started making, like just not really making that investment for whatever reason. Um, and something I did take from my mom is like, I probably can count on one hand how many times my mom has went to go get her nails done and indulged in that. And that was when she was a part of weddings. So probably like two or three times. Um, there was a period where my mom was getting her hair done more often. And now she gets her hair done braided all the time with my sister. But that's not something my mom always did while we were growing up. Like she didn't sit back and teach us about different kind of lotions or spend money on herself with smell goods or just luxury things that are not really. I don't even want to say they're not necessary because now I say they're necessary. I call them necessary luxuries in my budget. But, you know, when I say not necessary in this context, I just mean not necessary. Like life is not going to stop. It's not something that you absolutely need for your survival. If there are cuts that really need to be made, like those things will probably be the first to go. Like paint your nails at home, learn to do something else with your hair, like, you know, those are some of the things that have to go. And with my mom being a single mother and she was a young mother and doing it by herself, like she probably didn't feel like she had the room in her budget to do it and felt like it's not really a priority. They need things they want to do. They want to be in extracurriculars, all of that. And it's like I think about now I'm making more money, you know, than my mom ever made just because of her educational level. And even now, I think if I, if I was a single mom, like with two daughters <laughs> at that, even with, you know, on a teacher's salary with things rising today, it would be a stretch. It would be a stretch for me to maintain myself and also get them what they need. Like it really would. So I can imagine the types of jobs my mom was working and her trying to like fulfill our survival needs, but also, you know, the things that we want and then trying to fulfill her like, you know, the things that just make her extra beautiful and extra p pretty. It just wasn't there. You know, it, it just really wasn't there. And I can understand that. So I don't take on those habits like women who do grow up seeing their mom like prioritize this even if it's on a cheap level you know grow up with all of those extra you know things that to me now that I do them make me feel more like a woman like if you watching this video I love looking at myself I can't stop passing by the mirror because my hair looking right my skin looking good my outfit is cute and it's the outfit I've been having I've been having these clothes but like I feel good when I've, you know, really been intentional and put effort in how I look. Like, I love the compliments I get on my skin knowing, like, months ago, before I was seeing my esthetician regularly, like, I was struggling to know what was going on with my skin because as I'm getting older, it was changing. Like, so it's like, I need help with a skin routine. I need help to know what's going on. I need these services. So I had to make the investment. When it comes to my shoes and my clothes, like people are looking at me and approaching me differently and giving me different eyes or different stares because they can tell, okay, that's somewhere she making an investment. You know, the type of men that approach me are very different because some men, you know, they just crazy and they think they can approach anybody, but some men ain't going to approach because they already know I can't afford to maintain just how she keeps herself. Even if, even if I was 
maintaining myself cheaply, but I'm walking around looking expensive. Like some men, you know, they, they gonna make that judgment call, you know? So if you attracting super cheap men all the time, it's like, okay, well, how do I carry myself outwardly? Do I carry myself like I'm going to be super low maintenance for them so they don't have to come with it? And I'm not saying he got to have a whole bunch of money, but just might attract a stingy man or a man who needs your money. <laughs> we don't need them around, you know, and then, you know, I, I, because I didn't grow up all like I always took a whole lot of showers and stuff. I grew up with my skin started being super dry because I used to get out the shower and stuff and just put my clothes on for years, for years when I was younger. So I feel like even to this day, like I developed real dry skin, like I can drink a whole bunch of water and stuff, but like my skin grew accustomed to just being dehydrated, like the outer layer. And so I'm still working to find lotions and shea butters that really work for me to keep my skin hydrated because for years like I didn't know like oh when you get out of the shower you need to moisturize and lock that stuff in like I didn't know that for years I think it was college with my homegirl whose mom taught her those type of things like with like when you got the shower you know and, and that sounds crazy because you like college it was my college um my line sisters that taught me how when I would I don't wear tampons anymore, but it was my, my line sisters that taught me how to wear a tampon, you know, like those are just conversations me and my mom didn't have, you know, um, and she wasn't a failure in that area. She was just a young mom. And she, I think certain things made her uncomfortable or she just didn't have the tools to really talk about in depth. So I was wearing like pads and I'm a dancer too. So I remember, I'll never forget it was Halloween. Um, me and my uh, link, we wanted to be the emojis and I had just started my cycle that day. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to be out here. Like, and they was like, why are you still wearing pads anyway? Don't you be dancing? Like, ain't that uncomfortable? I was like, yeah, but what else am I supposed to do? I don't know how to put in a tampon. And they were like, what? You don't know how to put in a tampon? Like, just, it was just going off. Like, and so they sat there and taught me. <laughs> So, you know, sometimes it's the women around me who have influenced my self-care journey and the things that I need to invest in. Now I don't wear tampons like I, I use like the Diva Cup. I want to try like those Thinks underwear because I've been reading up on them and a lot of women have been seeing, you know, just changes in their flow and the health of their cycle because they're they're allowing it to kind of free flow out. And that's kind of scary that you just kind of doing it in some underwear. But I've been reading really, really good reviews on it. So that's what I want to try to next. And I'll probably still use the Diva Cup because it doesn't have like all those chemicals and, and whatnot. But it was my homegirl who taught me about the Diva Cup like two or three years ago when I first came back home from New York. Uh, who got me into facials. It was uh my homegirl Ashley like she was on this page and I always thought her skin was beautiful but I'm thinking you know hey maybe you like my mom and you just naturally blessed God just put some skin blessing on you but she was like no I'm gonna get facials and the way that I thought about facials was like the white women who, you know, just lay down and go to those spas and put cucumbers on their face. And I'm like, I don't know what they be putting on their face. Like, I'm thinking it's just one of those holistic type 
spas, I didn't really think about facials in the context like, oh, people go get facials from licensed estheticians as a boost to their skincare routine to really see skin results, not just for relaxation. Like, I didn't know that. And this was two years ago. Like I was so I was very oblivious to that. Like, oh, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> it's not just, you know, yes, you get it for relaxation, but you're really getting it to boost your skin results. Like I didn't know that. So this is another woman, my peer, who's showing me like, yeah, like I've been doing this for years and it's an investment, but I go once or twice a month, depending on the season that my skin is in and you know, she puts me on a home routine to keep up the results, but you know, you can tell she makes this investment. And then when I started seeing other women and I'm like looking at their skin, I'm like, it makes perfect sense. Y'all make this investment. <laughs> so I felt like, oh, okay, that's something I want to invest in for my own self-care because like the skin on my face, like that's, I wouldn't say that's all where confidence come from, but like if if you struggle, if you've ever struggled with acne, for me, I struggled with acne when I was in middle school, but I've always struggled with hyperpigmentation because I'd be like picking at the bumps and stuff like that. So in hyperpigmentation, if you don't have like the resources to really take care of it, it can take like years to fade. So now it's just building up and building up. And it's like, even if you don't struggle with acne anymore, it's like you have all of these dark spots and stuff. And that's what I struggle with. And that can hinder your confidence, you know, and it's a confidence boost when then you make this investment and then you see in these dramatic changes in your skin. So that's an area I wanted to make an investment in when it comes to my hair. I, this is my third year of locks. I think this is year three. Uh, it was year three in December and not that I thought locks was going to be easy maintenance, but I didn't think it was going to be like this and locks, just like people who start going natural, they realize like it, it's a maintenance routine that goes with that too, you know? And for me, because I've always struggled with dry scalp, cause I've had, I had 4C hair, uh, before I got my locks so my locks changed pretty quickly, but my scalp can always be an issue very quickly. So for me, I need people to help me. Like I've had locks that needed to be repaired and redone because my scalp will be so dry and I'm just pulling it back in the ponytail and wearing all these hats and stuff, but not really taking care of my scalp and what my hair is doing at the roots to where it's like, okay, I don't want to always have to get these repaired. How can I continue to boost my hair. So that was an investment I wanted to make. I wanted to seek around and find a loctician who can really learn my hair, who's passionate about what she do and who can even educate me, but also, you know, keep me looking good. So that was a, that was a financial sacrifice, but also investment in myself. Because again, when you have beautiful hair, how do you feel when you have a bad hair day? How do you feel? So sometimes we only think about like the cost and we think about it as um, materialistic or superficial. But if you even just stop and ask yourself, dang, how do I feel 
when I feel like my body, I, I invested in getting a massage or even my man does my massage and he's very intentional about it. You know, how do I feel about that? How does my body feel after that? Knowing I've been, you know, working and dancing or up doing whatever I do all day. How do I feel when I'm not that happy about my hair? I can't figure out what's going on versus somebody who makes my hair look amazing and she's getting it healthier. How do I feel when like my skin is popping versus when my skin is like looking horrible and you can't figure out what's going on? Like, how do I feel? You know what I'm saying? Like we sometimes we just got to stop and think about that. And those are things that I had to stop and do. Like Whitley, these are luxuries as in they're luxuries in that everybody can't do it. Everybody can't do it at each level. Like I'm not at somebody's level like you know, a celebrity who has hundreds of thousands of dollars to throw at their at their beauty and clothes and stuff like that. Like I'm on a very <laughs> tight budget, but these are things that I was like, these are necessary luxuries because they make me feel like a more confident and beautiful woman. Like I work hard. I at least deserve to get my nails and toes done. I at least deserve to like look beautiful with my hair and make sure I'm making the proper investments to really see hair growth and, and glow. I, I deserve to have beautiful skin. Like I'm always out. I'm in the sun. I'm, I'm dancing a lot. Like I don't need my skin to always be looking congested because of what I do. So, you know, I think each person has to find their own journey. If you go back and listen to some of the videos I was doing during the summertime, which I wasn't doing YouTube yet, but I was still on Spotify and Anchor. I was telling y'all about how I started investing in my wardrobe. This was just this summer. There was a picture that popped up yesterday on my Facebook the memories. Sometimes the memories can be the life of you or the death of you. <laughs> but a picture popped up of this fitness class I went to go do right before the pandemic. It was like March 2020. Uh, it was like yesterday of 2020. And the pandemic happened like spring break of 2020. Because I remember going on spring break. But in that picture, I had went to this... Uh, workout boot camp that morning and I was looking at what I had on and just then I, I didn't spend any money on like workout clothes even though that's what I spend a lot of my time in like I had like on tights that I leggings that I doubled and I used to wear those to bed too because I got so comfortable and I washed them all the time you know they were very cheaply made um and I had on like this Spider-Man tank top that I had had for years and it had a little hole in it. You know, my bra strap was kind of showing. I still look cute in the face, like my hair. I had my locks. I had just I just started my locks in December of, you know, so that picture was in March. So December before. Um, and I just used to always put this little headband on it. But, you know, I, I just look at that picture and I was just like mm, 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 mm. I was just shaking my head because I'm like dang look how much in two years because you started making different investments you know you've changed just even your appearance yeah like yeah when you look at your face and stuff you still look beautiful 
but look how much of a change in your appearance you know you've making and that you're showing up like you wearing these beat up shoes you had for two years that you're constantly working out in you know and now like I started investing only this summer in my workout clothes even to what I wear to work because I'm like I spend like 95% of my time in workout gear because I teach dance why am I going to school and stuff that I can double in wear to bed if I want or I'm wearing up the street like you should want to look good, you know? So that's where I started making an investment. But even that was just this summer, you know? And God was really dealing with me on it because it was one thing like, Whitley, you looking for a relationship, you you asking for this type of man, but it's like the reality is, and this is not just with men, this is, this is with everybody. People are going to treat you first how you treat yourself on the outside. We don't always want to hear that, but that's a reality. Think about when you see somebody on the street, they look like they live on a street. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they look like it. So if that's not you, but you're walking around like you just rolled out of the side of the bed or taking a 10 hour nap, like people are going to approach you different. People are going to talk to you different. People are going to form an opinion, even if it's not conscious, you know? So if you want people to form a different opinion about you or you show up different, it's like we do have to manage ourselves differently and make that outward investment. It's not materialistic. It's not superficial. It's just something that, dang, she looked nice. And the friend that, you know, I, I model getting facials and going to an esthetician, she also dresses really nicely. And I remember asking her, I was like, you take so good care of yourself. Like you keep your nails done. Like you be having on like just well-fitted clothes. I said, and you go get facials and stuff. I was like, who taught you that? And she was like, honestly, she was like, my dad, my dad made those investments in me and always told me to upkeep my appearance. And I thought that, I thought she was going to say her mom and she was, she was like her dad. And I thought that was very interesting that as a man who loves her, who don't want nothing from her, he's telling her, hey, your appearance is important as a young woman, you know, so make sure you're upkeeping that and that's something that you prioritize. So that's something that I always, you know, keep in mind too now that even my self-care routine is still evolving. It's still stuff I'm learning. It's still some, it's still things that I'm becoming comfortable with doing or making an investment in because sometimes it's just like I want to tell myself I don't have it and it's like well you don't afford you can't afford not to have it like look what type of rooms you're trying to walk into look who you're being around look what type of people you want to be around you don't have to sit and back and wear name brands but you do want to make sure that you are making an equal investment in yourself as the people proportionate to the people who you want to be around the rooms you want to be in because that's not only going to make like you feel like you belong but that you look like you belong as well and that's a thing you know um and I don't think there's anything shallow about us prioritizing that as women because we are our billboards Think about when you see somebody fly or you walk in a room and you know you put effort into your appearance and somebody like, girl, you look good. You feel good about that because you know you made that investment. So, you know, the, everything I wear is not super expensive. I could put it together from Forever 21, from the thrift store. But, 
you can make it look like a million bucks if if that was your intention. But if you had no intention and every day you get up, walk out, just put on sweats, a hat, you know, you're just kind of walking around hoping that people are going to see, you know, that you're a five star meal, but you got it put in a paper sack. They probably going to take what's on the fine china that look good, but it really tastes like crap and it's unseasoned. <laughs> I feel like that's the image God gave me, like you wrapping all this value, this great meal in a paper sack. People not going to walk up and just see your your personality or see your heart. They're going to see how you present yourself first. And that's a hard truth. It's a, it's a hard but necessary truth. You know, think of business that you want to patron. If you ride by a business and they got the lights hanging off, they ain't invested in the sign and whatnot. Or you go to their social media, the pictures look all sketchy and pixelated. They may do phenomenal work. <laughs> But it's going to have to be hearsay before you choose the person who they they page all done up. You go to their business, it's at least clean, all of that. And they may do crappy service, you know, but you, but we go for aesthetics first, especially if we don't have a hearsay or word of mouth first. And that's just the world we live in. So once we accept that, it's like, OK, well, what do I want to make a priority into as far as my investments into myself? And what do I need? Do I need massages? Do I need facials? Do I need to get my hair done? Do I need new clothes? Do I need to make a shoe or clothes budget? Do I need to get things for my house? Like, what do I need? So I love y'all so much. And I'll see you on the next one.